This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, albeit it's going to cool off, and tomorrow we might even see some snow in the forecast. Go figure, five degrees right now on the waterfront, and, uh, you know, people talk about the weather, they talk about the climate, and we just did with Elizabeth May, and she uh, did challenge me to ask Andrew Shear what his plan would be, uh, something to that effect, so I will here in a moment, but Andrew Shear is on the line, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Mr. Shear, good to have you back. Hi there. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, now, I understand you met with our mayor today. What was that about? Uh, well, uh, Mayor Tory extended an invitation to chat about some issues where he will be looking for partnership with the uh, with the federal government, and uh, so we had a wide ranging discussion, everything from housing affordability to public transit to some uh, initiatives to improve safety in this city. Uh, it was a very productive meeting. He's uh, he's a man of great ideas, and uh, so he certainly uh, expressed a, uh, a desire on my behalf as a a future Prime Minister, to be a, a full partner for the City of Toronto. All right, uh, future Prime Minister, so you're feeling good about your prospects. Uh, anything to do with the latest imbroglio the Liberals are involved in? Well, there's no doubt that this corruption scandal has turned a lot of people off of Justin Trudeau, uh, and, and and with good reason. You know, to anytime you hear stories about people abusing their the, the power of their office, uh, we know that people have come to Canada for generations because uh, we're not the type of country where politicians interfere in court processes. Uh, there are a lot of countries around the world where powerful politicians use the courts to punish friends and reward enemies. It's not supposed to happen here. And the way that Justin Trudeau has said things that have been proven to be false, he can't come up with a straight answer. We're now in this scandal's eighth week, and he's lost several key members of his team. It's a sign uh, that he is uh, unethical, and uh, they're looking for a replacement. Well, all right. Uh, You know, I read something, an op-ed piece in one of the papers today, uh, that suggested you'd be better advised to pivot away from this rather than uh, sort of dining out on the fact that they're having their trials and tribulations and start promoting or proposing uh, positive steps forward on policy. I'm big on alliteration this afternoon, it seems. Uh, So if that be the case, uh, and maybe Justin Trudeau has lost his cachet of goodwill, uh, which may actually impact his ability to sell this carbon tax to the four rebel provinces, how do you see it? Yes. Uh, Well, of course, you know, throughout this entire scandal, we have been uh, promoting our positive alternatives to how Justin Trudeau is failing for Canadians. It is important. It is worth driving home the message that he should pay a price uh, for the scandal because we cannot let politicians get away with abusing the power of their office. So that is why we focused on it uh, for so long and and why we will continue to uh, focus on it in the weeks to come. That being said, you know, I have started to unveil some of our policies um, last a few weeks ago, I was in the GTA uh, talking about how a conservative government would remove the GST from home heating and energy bills. Heating your home in Canada is not a luxury, it's a necessity, and a conservative government will make that more affordable for Canadians. We unveiled part of our environmental plan by announcing that a conservative government would ban the practice of dumping raw sewage into lakes by cities and towns. We've uh, highlighted a, a pledge to make uh, maternity leave benefits tax-free so that young families who are raising children uh, have a little bit more assistance as they take those critical months off of work to to raise their children. So we are using this opportunity to get out our policies as well as more and more Canadians are turning away from the Liberal Party and starting to think about other alternatives. Well, By the way, uh, do you think the Liberals are vulnerable in these two to three seats with the women, uh, the recent spate of women who have been jettisoned from the party or left of their own accord? Uh, Do you plan to exploit that or do you think you can take advantage there? 
Well, you know, uh, obviously it'll, it'll depend on what decisions those individual MPs make. If uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould and Ms. Philpott decide to, to run again as independents in the next election, obviously uh, voters in those ridings will, will have a, a choice to make. I can only say that this is going to hurt the Liberals, not just in those two ridings, but across the country. They have essentially sent the message that telling the truth in the Liberal Party can get you kicked out, uh, that it's okay for the Prime Minister to say things that aren't true, to change his message every week. It's okay for him to try to interfere in a court process. But God forbid you tell the truth and blow the whistle and try to protect our independent judicial system. If you do that, you can get kicked out of caucus. So that's turning off a lot of people. I think, I think honestly, Justin Trudeau could have done himself a huge favor and, res- and given Canadians a great deal of confidence in elective officials and our systems, had he used the, the, the revelations of what went on as an opportunity, had he said, okay, look, clearly something uh, wrong happened and, and, and took ownership for that, pledged not to interfere, and, and, and celebrated Jody Wilson-Raybould for, for blowing the whistle on this, I think Canadians would have given, given him credit for that. But I think his credibility has, been, has taken a hit all across the country. You still support a public inquiry then? I do, I do, because we're still uh, finding out inconsistencies. It was it was only yesterday that Justin Trudeau finally admitted to having met with Jody Wilson-Raybould and and having heard her indicate that she was subjected to pressure. Remember his first press conference after the story broke, he claimed that the allegations were false. He then said that he never at any time put pressure on her. And yesterday in the House of Commons, trapped in his own web of falsehoods, he finally acknowledged that he did, in fact, uh, meet with her and that he did, in fact, hear her say that the pressure was inappropriate and that he, she asked him to stop. So we're still getting... Uh, we're still finding out details, even in this eighth week. His story is still falling apart, and I still think we need a, a public inquiry to, to get to the bottom of everything that happened. Again, with Andrew Scheer, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and the official opposition. Let me ask you, though, uh, Doug Ford here in Ontario resisting the carbon tax imposition, which came in Monday, uh, three other provinces in addition. You support them in that regard? Of course, and it's great to see more premiers joining the fray. Of course, uh, Doug Ford and Premier Moe in my home province of Saskatchewan uh, had led the charge on that. Uh, new, uh, newly elected government in New Brunswick, Premier Blaine Higgs joined. And then this week uh, we heard that Brian Pallister will also be joining the court process to stand up for their province's interests. We well, saw gas prices jump here. Uh, they're, they're much higher in B.C. today, over $1.60 a liter. But let me I ask you, let me just, uh, because I'm tight on time, I'm kind of curious. You know, I mean, there are many who are saying that uh, this is too critical an issue to trifle with. In fact, there was a piece by the National Affairs columnist in The Globe this morning. This carbon tax is necessary. It's beyond critical. Uh, and he references the, quote, bombshell report on the effect of global warming in Canada that came out uh, a couple, three days ago. Uh, what is your response to that bombshell report on global warming? Well, my response is that for those people who view this as a critical issue, uh, that is even more reason for them to oppose the carbon tax. Because the, the carbon tax is the worst uh, possible policy. It will give people the illusion that action is being taken when in fact the government's own documents show that the carbon tax will not have an impact on carbon emissions. Uh, emissions in British Columbia, the province that has had a carbon tax for the longest in Canada, uh, have gone up. So if, if you believe that, uh, as, as I do, that there must be meaningful efforts to combat climate change and to reduce uh, man-made CO2, uh, then we must. We must have a better policy than the carbon tax. And that's what our comprehensive plan uh, will speak to. All right, so it's not a carbon tax per se. In a nutshell, what is it? It's going to be, uh, as I said, a comprehensive plan that will speak to different aspects 
of reducing emissions. First and foremost, it'll recognize uh, that Canada can reduce global emissions by taking advantage of what we do here. There are many reports that say when you slap on a carbon tax, you drive out production out of Canada. So if a, a refinery or a, a manufacturer moves south of the border uh, and the same amount of CO2 is emitted into the air, into the air, we just lose the jobs and opportunity here in Canada. We haven't done the world any favors. I got you. Andrew, I've got to let you go on that note, uh, but it's rather succinct and I appreciate your weighing in this afternoon. Thanks so much for your All time right. as always. Thank you very much. You got it. Andrew Shear again, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.